welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about how thoughts become things. I'm delighted to welcome special guest, Neil Positivity. Neil is a law of attraction guru who has manifested incredible results. He retired at age 28, just eight months after learning about the law of attraction. Neil holds a monthly law of attraction summit to share his top techniques to help people be happier, more successful, and live a better life. You can reach Neil and sign up for his next summit at his website, neilpositivity.com. And I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Neil. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Thank you, Linda, big time. It is my, my honor to be on here with you. I am so excited to be talking to you, and I am excited to hear your story. I'm reading about football and karate and acting and being a police officer in one of the most dangerous cities and all of these things. And then you changed courses and now you're doing something entirely different. So would you mind kind of walking us through how you got to where you are now? Uh, well, at first, I've never heard it really put like that before. It sounds pretty interesting. It's like a book I want to read now. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, football and karate, you know, that was always big um, growing up. And um, after that, after high school, uh, my father was a cop, so I became a cop in Camden City, New Jersey. Uh, it was the most dangerous city in America, six out of the eight years that I was there. And uh, one day, my old partner was a retired CIA agent uh, before being a cop. He says to me, yo, there's this movie you have to watch. They make all the recruits watch it, you know, for the CIA. And I'm like, heck yeah, I'll watch it. You know, I'm expecting like some SWAT team movie, and it was actually The Secret. Uh, which I'm sure you're familiar with, and uh, great movie, but you know, just a stepping stone. It's like the the cherry on top of a multi layered multi layered cake, I like to call it. Um, but yeah, after I saw the movie, I was obsessed. I wanted to know how to do it. I tried it on a feather, like they said in the movie, and this huge feather was just slightly tucked into my windshield wiper the next day, just to the point where I had to run and grab it before it fell off. It was just amazing and i was convinced after that i was like I, I can i can create anything if i can make this feather come off the bird at the right angle and land there and stay there long enough in windy new jersey where it's 13 mile an hour winds every day then i can do anything and then after that it was just like a, a shooting ring it's like i wanted retirement boom eight months later retired custody of my kids boom took the eagles to the super bowl Got my pilot's license, moved to Florida. Yeah, I've just been touring the country ever since, you know, teaching people how I use a lot of the law of attraction. I have a lot of mental, I call them mental exercises, a lot of custom mental exercises that I came up with on my own that you won't find in a book anywhere else. And so I kind of think that's what makes me, uh, has made me stood out over the years is those exercises and what parts of the psyche they attack, so to speak. And their production rate, definitely. So it's a quick summary of what I've been up to since then. That is fantastic. Okay, so for those who are have not seen The Secret and are not familiar with the law of attraction, do you want to just explain in some basic terms what it is we're talking about? There might be some people listening who are like, Neo, you are speaking another language. What are you talking about? This feather on your windshield. What? what? You know? I'll just say this, um, I'll tell you two ways, a real simple way and then a quick, fast, scientific breakdown. The first way is, uh, if you ever thought about somebody that you haven't seen in a while or had a conversation about somebody and they end up inboxing you a couple of days later 
or any situation where you find yourself saying, man, I was just thinking about that. Well, that energy transfer, that magic that was used to get them to call you right after you thought about them after all these years, that can be used to get more than a phone call. You can use to get anything. Uh, that's what I would usually say to one, uh, for a quick breakdown. But if, we, if you want to get scientific with it and put some proof behind it so that people can really stand behind it mentally, which helps you adapt it more, I'll just say this. When you have a thought, it travels down your spine and releases from your lower back. Um, that thought then travels across the entire universe, not just America or Earth or where you're from. And third law of motion demands that every action has an opposite and equal reaction, which means the universe has to do whatever it has to do to you to make that thought travel back to you, which is opposite, and be thought again, which is the equal reaction. So be careful what you're thinking about, whether you want to be a part of it or think you're a part of it or not. It doesn't matter. You've been using it for every single thought you've had. Uh, there is no moral compass. You get what you focus on the most. And... Um, once you learn the rules and adjust your mentality to things, you'll be able to play in the game so much better because most of our thoughts are on autopilot and they're just going off of what we see and how we feel. But if you change the way you see things, when that bad news hits you, you'll react differently. You'll send out a different signal, producing a different future than you would have normally produced. And that's what we do. We try to just work better at that and, and better our lives, you know, so we can smile more in our downtime that's the best part if you're smiling in your downtime that's how i know you're a happy person like linda when you first came on and you were just uh, you were just bright and it was energy i can tell you the type of person that's sitting on the sofa during a commercial break not even thinking about the commercial but just smiling every now and then just <laughs> just because it's it's nice like life is good let's do it let's smile let's celebrate every chance we get so yeah that's that's the basic rundown of that for me I love that. And thank you. And you have already influenced me because when I was reading about how much this particular movie, The Secret, influenced you, I thought, well, I got to see this movie. I mean, because, you know, somebody will say, hey, this movie is so great. You need to see it. It's action packed. It's whatever. And, and this is this changed my life. And I thought, well, dang, I guess I got to see this thing. And so I watched it and my husband watched it with me. And we've been talking about it and thinking about it for the past couple of days. So thank you. Thank you for encouraging me to, to do that and to get that information. And some of these concepts are not new to me. I've been reading and studying, but I'm not an awesome guru at applying like you are. I'm a work in progress. But you said, I smile. I'm happy. So I do have wonderful things in my life. Now, some of the things um, that I would like to kind of bring up is you mentioned that uh, it's almost like we're playing in a game. Say you're in a football game and you've never seen the game before, you've never heard of the game before, but you're in the middle, and it's like it's just like stuff is happening all over you. You don't have a clue what's going on. The game is happening, whether you understand it or not, right? But once you recognize, hey, I'm, I'm, there's kind of like a game going on. I see rules. I see patterns. I see that I'm a participant in this game. Then all of a sudden, everything shifts, and it makes a lot more sense, wouldn't you think? Definitely. I would, I would say it's like, it's like playing football. It's like being dropped into a football field. Like you said, you don't know what's going on. You don't know the rules. You don't know the regulations, nothing. However, simultaneously in your mind, you're playing a chess match, Ooh. a chess match that determines what you eat and how long you're going to live for. 
And so in your mind, you're, you're strategically planning that next, you know, move on what you do. Meanwhile, it's a game of football going on that you're kind of trying to learn how to play. And that's how I, I, I kind of view life. And, and that's the chess, the, the chess match that's going on in my mind is bills, rules, regulation, kids, house, mortgage, work. Meanwhile, the law of attraction is what's going on on the football field. Those are the real rules I need to learn. And that's how important it is to me. So I make it that important. Every day from midnight till two in the morning is my time. You know, I hit record, I get meditative, and the ideas just come to me and they end up being my next Facebook videos. But a lot of amazing ideas come out of you sitting back and just seeing what's going on. Learn what's happening up here. Say something out loud. Good news, bad news, medium news, doesn't matter. And just see where your mind goes. And ask yourself, why did it go there? And then look for the answers. Those will lead you to new, more exciting questions and more exciting answers. And the more you know, the more you grow. And it's all going to lead you back to the law of attraction. It really is. There, You won't find very many successful people that don't use that method. They might call it something else, but it's it's all about being positive, visualizing what you want and how you react to circumstances around you. You know, be it a good phone call, bad phone call, email or a car accident. How are you? Re- Can you stay positive in the face of the negative? That's life's ultimate test. Every single thing that happens to you, that is the question. Can you stay positive in the face of boom, insert whatever you want? And you cry about it, you put all this negative energy out there and get that back and end up crying more. Or you can do like so many of us have done and and just refuse to accept that it's going to turn out bad. You know, look deeper into your power. You might not have been able to pay rent when you were 22 years old because you were young and moved out and whatever. But you made it through. You always have made it through. Obviously, you're here listening to this. You've made it through everything so far. You'll make it through the next one. At the very least, you can hold on to that. So we can lose the battles and still win the war, right? Every you, The war ain't over until you're dead. <laughs> it's not. I mean, people give up on their dreams all the time, but the war is not over until you're dead 100%. And there's a lot of time to have a whole bunch of joy and how marvelous it is to have that idea of those positive thoughts. So Neil, I went to get a haircut a a while ago. And while I was there, there was another guy in another chair and he was talking really loud. And this whole time he was saying, man, money is hard and things are hard. And every time I ever get anything ahead, anything, something breaks down and it happens every single time. You know, once I got a bonus at work and then my car needed new tires and I needed this and the fridge broke. And he, he continued for like the whole time he was getting his haircut. And I thought, oh, you poor man, I believe you. I believe that everything that you're saying is true and all of these things are happening to you. But I don't think he made any connection whatsoever that the words he was saying and the things that he was thinking was actually attracting those kinds of things to him because you know, the universe didn't want to make a liar out of him, right? You know, it's, it's funny about that whole thing is that's why they call it a secret. That's why they call the movie The Secret because not a lot of people know about it. 
it's not a large percentage of people that know about it. They can feel it, you know, that they should be positive, but they don't know why. They don't know there's science behind it. They don't know if there's repercussions and they're screwing themselves if they don't. So that's it's crazy when you tell it's funny when you tell a story like that, but on the same note it kinda hurts because who knows when he's gonna cross over to our side. <laughs> cross <laughs> over to the other later. side. Yes, but the idea of it as a secret is if, if I were to tell him and saying, you know, excuse me, sir, but you are bringing these things into your life and da, 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 he would probably want to slap me upside the face, you know, like you are a jerk, you know, something like that, where first of all, we, we don't know it. And if we do hear these kinds of ideas, we don't believe it. And if, if there are good things in our lives, then we might think, oh, I'm doing a good job. But when there aren't good things in our lives, as you said, to cross over, that's the challenging thing is to go from uh, to happy or, you know, things aren't working to good. And from your story, is that kind of where things were? I mean, were they good to better or were they from bad to good? From the from the beginning, they were, I mean, you know, I was a cop in the most dangerous city in America. So chasing bad guys with guns down dark alleyways, it was it was fun to me at the time. It was the funnest thing you could possibly do in life to me at the time. But in hindsight, was it good? It wasn't good for my health, you know, tackling people on the concrete, breaking bones all the time, uh, the danger I was putting myself in. So, you know, as far as my mentality, when I first saw The Secret, I was kind of in the middle, you know, everything was in the middle, love life, money, all that was in the middle, but it was a complete shift. After that, once I found out I was in control of my life, my world, my future, like, but there's no greater news than you have the, the ability to create your future. There's rules involved, but at the end of the day, you still have the, it's still in, the ball is still in your court. And so that right there comes with a, a nice bit of positivity to just shake stuff up. So if you can hold on to things like that, of course, you have to build your confidence in the law of attraction um, to have that mentality but i think everybody's biggest struggle is bad stuff like you said i didn't manifest that car accident i didn't manifest my grandma dying well you knew she was getting old and when she got sick you were worried about it all day every day especially those couple times she went in the hospital for a week or so it's a lot of i call it watering seeds if you think of every thought like a drop of water so picture infinite flower pots and every thought is a drop of water. Things I like about my job, things I don't like about my job. My house, my spouse, my kids, Facebook, any and every situation, you're watering seeds all day. And where there once was nothing, all of a sudden you have a plant sprouting up. And that's 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 when it's physical. That's when the, the seed you've been watering is in your face. And some plants are ugly. And people wonder how they got there. They say, there's no way I could have manifested this into my life. Well, you've been worried about it all day. You've been worried about your bills all month. You've been worried about your health since you broke your arm six months ago. It just hasn't been right. Your car was a piece of junk when you bought it. It's been two years now. You've been watering a negative seat about your car for two years. So yeah, collective energy is huge. And I want to speak on this real quick while it's fresh in my mind. If you put on Facebook something horrible about your life, now you have a whole set of people now watering the seed that you have a horrible life. Mm. That's collective energy. So I suggest that people only post up 
things that are going to cause people to water the right seeds for them. Because people are watering seeds for you. There's somebody thinking about Linda right now, and she doesn't even know it. Because we're talking, you know, we're doing this interview, but her parents, her kids, whoever, is sending her an energy wave right now. And uh, you got to make sure to send you the right ones. (laughs) (laughs) By all means necessary. That is interesting. Wouldn't it be marvelous if social media was filled with positive, beautiful things? And I don't just mean people pretending that their life is perfect when it isn't, but just positive things and and supportive things. That would be delightful. If, if just think of it like this. If everybody had one day a month where they were only allowed to post things that lifted morale, right? that's it, just boost morale a little bit. That'd be amazing. I mean, that's what you're talking about. That would be absolutely amazing. I think... I think everybody would fall in line with that, and the negative naysayers would just not post anything on that day. But that would be a beautiful thing. Matter of fact, I'm going to implement Positive Tuesday. All right, Neil, you make that happen, (laughs) or whatever day of the week you choose. But that would be lovely. Let's see if I can get that going. See if I can make a shift. All right. I would love it if you would turn that thought into a thing. I think that would help change the world. Okay. So if someone's coming into this idea and, and hearing for the first time or being reminded again that thoughts become things, it, it's natural to go in that first place and think, ooh, money, I need money. Give me some success. Give me that car. Give me that whatever. And sometimes people attain those things. And I'd like to talk about that because those do matter. But then they forget other things like relationships and people And you were talking earlier about your four-year-old son and, and, you know, just exciting hope for his future and the way he's growing up and these beautiful things. And those things matter. And so how do you remember the important things while you're thinking of the the money, money? I mean, how do you get that balance of what matters? Well, I'd I'd say like this, the brain is a muscle and it has muscle memory. So it's going to throw at you what it's used to throwing at you. Which, you know, for modern day, it's a lot to do with money. I mean, you got to pay for food and you got to pay for your shelter. It's January. It's pretty cold outside in a lot of places. Um, so th- let's, let's use that as your underlying thought that's in the background. Now, remembering to remember to wake up to do these exercises is the hardest part. This is, I have 54 uh, different alerts, I think now that go off throughout the day reminding me to do some sort of mental exercise. Could be a chime, could be a beep. I have things hung up places and some of them just, I breeze by them like background, but other ones like this thing on the wall, this, um, it's a uh, ATM receipt I have on the wall for a very large $3.6 million to be exact. And um, it's not mine, I printed it out, but it's there as an exercise that I can use and when you remember to remember to do these exercises, that's when you're, like I said, watering these seeds. You're going to have to take effort to do that. That's not something that's just going to happen. It's kind of like when they say stop and smell the roses. Um, that's what you're doing. So let's say I'm walking down the hallway and I'm thinking about that meeting that I had and the next one that's coming. And I stop for a second and I just kind of wake up and I'm in this room. And all those group meetings that were consuming my mind or now just kind of background noise. That's the wake up I'm talking about. And that's when you want to do something like an affirmation, say yes, 10 times, or think about something that's going great in your life. So that's what you got to do. And that's what I use my son for uh, daddy daycare. 
uh, seven days a week um, with my four-year-old and being a meditative soul that I am, um, I like to just watch him sometimes. He'll be at the park and I like to see him learn. You know, he'll do something and slip and fall and, okay, I need to move my foot up a little bit more this time. Like those learning lessons or watching him try to put on a jacket by himself, um, things like that. Those are the small things that um, that you can really key on. As far as the cars and, you know, all that other stuff, I use a, I use a Bible quote I talk about all the time. Um, not a super huge Bible uh, pusher, but Mark eleven twenty four. whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you already have it and it will be yours. So if you want money, saying I want money is not the way to do it. Feeling like you want money is not the way to do it. It clearly states to see it as though you already have it and it will be yours. So the only way to get that money is to appreciate having money. So when you're in a feeling of lack, when you got rent coming, electric bill, and you don't know how you're going to get them paid, it's going to be more difficult in those times to feel like you have money. But make no mistake, that's where everybody has gone wrong and continues to go wrong in the pursuit of anything they want. Those who want a relationship are thinking, what do I have to do to get a relationship? Do I have to go on this website? Do I have to change some things about myself? You know, they're going through all these scenarios when really the only way to get that relationship is to appreciate having it already. So for someone in that situation or a car situation or a money situation, I would say look back in time to a time where you had that and you were happy and sit on that. I always go back to my first paycheck. It was $142 or $143 from McDonald's. That is not a lot of money. But at the time, it was a million dollars to me. It was the, the proudest and happiest I had been about any of my paychecks. Um, so I always go back to that. And you can always revisit those old feelings. So you can revisit a relationship. If you want your wife to cook you a home-cooked meal, imagine the last time she's done it and how it made you feel. I just want to touch on this real quick. That emotion that you send out, I mean, that thought that you send out travels down your spine, releases from your lower back. It's hollow. It has no power without emotion. So when you're doing these mental exercises, exercises, these visualization techniques, when you're visualizing your last big paycheck, your spouse being nice to you, your last last time you walked out of the dealership with that car and you felt good and you knew you could afford it and everything about your vibe was great. When you go back and relive those moments, you have to feel the way you felt back then. Otherwise, you know, you're throwing out a hollow thought. So that's a huge part of it. There's a ton of rules in the game of the law of attraction a ton but when you learn them all and adapt them all i mean you end up retiring fast and sitting on a beach somewhere you know if that's what you're into you end up getting everything you want basically and um the proof is in the pudding the people who really use it their resume is what it is it's, these are the jeff bezos and the oprah winfrey's and uh, you know, all the different people you hear them talk about it, singers, rappers, they talk about it in their songs, in movies. It's plastered everywhere and it's becoming big, bigger and bigger. And I'm excited about that because that, that means change. It means big change on a massive scale. That is beautiful. So Thanks. I'm going to go back to my friend, well, sort of friend, at the getting a haircut and talking about all these negative things. And so for him, he would say, Hey, Mr. Jones, let's remember a time when that didn't happen and start there. 
Well, what if you can't think of a time in the past? Then would you visualize or imagine a time in the future or or something? I love the idea of grabbing onto like that first McDonald's paycheck and saying, oh man, that felt good. So pulling onto something like that and, and, and making that shift. So feeling as if it's already true. It's going to be super rough because you got the ego. The ego is the one that voice that steps. Like if you get dressed up for a wedding and you look good and you're like, man, I clean up well. And you hear that little voice that says, well, you could have lost 10 more pounds. That's the ego. Aww. And it's going to step in on, you know, most of the visualization techniques you do. Like if you're going to close your eyes and say, I have a Lamborghini, it's going to say, no, you got, no, you're not. If you're going to say, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire. The ego is going to show you a bank statement over and over, and over again saying, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. So <laughs> you're going to have to deal with this situation that's going on in your mind. And there's a couple of different ways. First, you got to recognize that it's just part of you. To hate it is to hate yourself, which manifests more hating yourself. You don't want to do that. Um, you're going to have to come down to some acceptance of what it's doing. It's simply trying to wake you up to this moment. 60 to 70 thoughts on average per day per person, something like wakes you back up to this moment from every single one. That's the ego using information from your subconscious, which stored everything you've ever seen since you were born in, in perfect filing system, subconscious that we cannot access. The ego pulls from that to wake us back up to this moment over and over and over and over again all day. So once you, once you learn about it, why it's doing what it's doing, you still kind of hate it because it's shooting your dreams down and not allowing you to stay in that mind space long enough to manifest that thing into your life. Um, but there, there comes a level of acceptance and there comes a level of work around because you know how it moves and the way it works. You find a way to work around that. You find a way to see things differently for your friend sitting in that chair. If he can't think of anything from his past, uh, to you, to use, and of course, talking about the future is because the ego loves to pick apart the future because it didn't happen yet. Oh, what are the chances that's going to happen? How many people do you know that that's happened to? Has that ever happened to you before? Um, you know, so the ego is really good at picking apart the future because it hasn't happened yet. So for him, I would, I would, I would use a different technique. I would use fear. I love using fear to get people to do their mental exercises. Um, Quick example, one of my cousins was always talking, talking. Every time Every time I saw him in a family get-together, he was in the corner talking about uh, the time he got locked up. I, yeah, I'm from the hood, so, you know, I know a lot of people that got locked up. And I was cops, so I know a lot of people that got locked up. So anyway, he would talk about that all the time, his time in jail. And every time I tried to get him to stop because I knew what damage he was doing for his future and what he was spreading to the people around him. It just, nothing I said worked. And one year uh, he was telling that same story and I walked over and I said, damn, that's the seed you're going to water right now. And I saw it click in his head, plant a seed, water it. And now it's in my face. And that's when it registered to him. If I continue to speak like this, I'm going to end up right back in this jail. And I never heard him tell that same stupid story again. He was in jail for less than 30 days. It wasn't even a long time, but, you know, to him, it was, it was thug, you know, because he was in there. And, 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 and so it's like, that's my way of using fear. You know, if you can wrap it around your friend's head that thoughts become things and him doing that is guaranteeing for it to get at least that again in the future or worse, 
if you can get that through to him, that's going to cause him to come up with ways to not talk or be about that type of mentality anymore. Brain is muscle, has muscle memory. He'll shift the way he thinks about things, which will shift the way he thinks about things. So I would use, I'd go straight to that and walk away. <laughs> Fantastic. So you have come up with all of these beautiful systems to make things more concrete and easy to follow. Where would our listeners find that from you? Is that on your website? Yes, yes. Neopositivity.com is the website, and I throw a summit, a Law of Attraction Summit, every month. Uh, you can find that at neosloasummit.com, or it's on the uh, homepage, neopositivity.com. And from there, I got a how-to section. I've got a cat video catalog of, of all the live streams. I've, I've gone live thousands of times just answering different people's questions and interviewing people. So anything neo-positivity related, you will find all of my techniques, all of everything I've done. I'm not the type of guy to say, come pay $69.95 to change your life. Um, if I have something that can change your life, I'd rather just give it to you. And then you change your life and then, you know, I'll let the universe make up for it in the end, because the universe tends to pay tenfold, and I like that, you know. It's, <laughs> That's better than sixty-nine So <laughs> I'd rather collect from them uh, than anybody else. So, so as a matter of fact, everything I've done since retiring in 2008 has been volunteer, um, as far as, like, videos and, and my knowledge and different mental exercises. I make sure that's free and available uh, for everybody at all times, so... Anything neo-positivity, you'll find answers to all of these questions, different ways of thinking, different ways of being, different ways of seeing life so that when news comes at you, because it's going to continue to come at you, uh, you at least see it differently, which means you're sending out a better signal, you know, and manifesting, you know, better back at you. Thank you. That is so beautiful. And thank you for paying it forward and helping other people. I Love that. That resonates with me. That desire to take the information and help the next people. So that just delights me. Neil, thank you for everything that you've shared with us today. I really appreciate visiting with you. Thank you very much for having me. It's, it's really a selfish act. Um, like I said, I know everything that I give wholeheartedly with nothing in return. I receive it back tenfold. So be it information or positive vibes or whatever it is, um, we, we need to get it out there. And the other thing is, I just want to touch on the main reason my summit is free is because numbers. A majority of the planet can't afford $500 or $1,000 for a self-help summit. And since they have such a vast number of people who don't even know about the law of attraction yet, I want to go for them. I want to go directly for them. The smallest percentage of people that got thousands of dollars to pay, they can go, you know, do what they're doing. I'm going for the, that other group because we need them. If we're going to change the world, it can't just be everyone who makes $100,000 or more changing the world. No, we need everybody, all those numbers. So I stay dedicated to that, um, to make change in our time. Because uh, honestly, I know you got kids and grandkids, grandkids. The earth will evict us before we before it lets us destroy it. The earth will evict humans, mankind, before it lets us destroy it. It's been around here for millions of years before us. It'll be here for millions of years after us. So the only way out that I've seen 
the only way that mankind can change is to oppose the negativity and the negative acts upon the planet and each other and embrace some sort of positivity. And I know that sounds far-fetched because some people are just naturally negative or whatever, but if those negative people start getting stuff, they see their family members winning with the law of attraction and getting cars and houses and money, they're going to try it. And once they start getting stuff, for one, they're going to try it more, but they're going to be a little bit happier, a little bit nicer to the people around them. Now imagine a world where everybody's on that page. I love nice people. <laughs> I really do. I wish there were more. <laughs> Thank Let's you. Let's do it. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Louise Hay. She said, every thought we think is creating our future. Today, I invite you to choose your thoughts carefully so that you can create a future that you love. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Linda's Corner, please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. I also invite you to check out my nonprofit, Hope for Healing, at the website hopeforhealingfoundation.org for free ebooks, free audiobooks, and other free resources to help increase happiness, build confidence and self esteem, strengthen relationships, manage stress, and calm feelings of depression and anxiety. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed A Journey Through Depression, or Amazon bestseller You Got This An Action Plan to Calm Fear, Anxiety, Worry, and Stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner.